We were holding in Shmuel Perek Haftarit. We're in the middle of David's uh, really rebuke to Shaul after he proves to him that he, Shaul was in his hands when he came into the cave and David had the ability to kill him. And instead of that, David just cuts off the corner of his coat. And we said that David showed Shaul and says, look, and notice that this is the proof that I don't mean to harm you because I could have done so. Uh, and therefore you're wrong to chase me and consider me an enemy. So we hold him a pasuk yudalef. And we saw at this stage, David's speech is still conciliatory. And he says, Notice, and also notice, there's a double language we have to explain. Uh, the corner of your coat which is in my hand. By the fact that I managed to cut off the corner of your coat and not kill you, you'll see that I have no sin and I've not sinned to you because otherwise I would have used the opportunity to kill you too. And therefore you're wrong to chase me. In other words, your justification to chase me was that I'm a threat to you, I'm an enemy. And once you decide that's not the case, you're chasing me to kill me for nothing. What's the language why he calls Shal Avi? And what's the Re'e Gamre'e? So it's a very beautiful explanation of the Zayvah called And he says like this, there's a halakha that if somebody is tunneling into someone's house to try and steal from them, what we call a Baba Makhteris, somebody is in the process of trying to make a, 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 some kind of like a hidden entry into a person's house to steal, the halakha is that you're not kidding. You know, to kill him because the chances are that a person, if confronted, might turn violent and try to kill the Barabais. And therefore, that's an example that Torah gives of the principle that if you're, you're being threatened, you can attack first. But the Gemara says uh, in two places there's a difference between how the Torah was. The one place it is that if you're clear that he wants to kill you, you can kill him, otherwise not. And another place the Torah says, if you're clear that he doesn't want to kill you, then you can't kill him, otherwise you can't. And the Gemara Sanhedrin asks is that there's a difference in the understanding of the psukim. What, In other words, which way do you have to be clear? Do you have to be clear that the person wants to kill you to give you the hazard to kill him? And if you're uncertain, it's also. Or do you say the other way around? Unless you're completely clear he's not going to kill you, then you're allowed to kill him even if you're uncertain. And the Gemara resolves uh, the question in a fascinating way. The Gemara says, the, the, the one case is talking about a father who's trying to steal from his son. In the other case, it's talking about the son is trying to steal from his father. So that's already a tremendous, uh, uh, so to speak, eye-opener to in the human condition. That you have a father who's tunneling into his son's house to steal from him or the other way around. But now the Gemara says, if it's a father stealing from the son, so if confronted, he's unlikely to kill his son. Uh, and therefore, the halakh is that the son isn't allowed to kill his father who's coming to steal from him, unless uh, he's completely conscious the father's going to kill him. But in a case of death, we don't assume that the father will kill his son. Whereas the other way around, this also shows us the level a person can fall to. The other way around, which means if the son is trying to steal from his father, in that case, halacha is, says the Gemara, that unless the father is completely convinced that his son is not going to kill him, uh, in the case of death, he's allowed to kill his son because the son doesn't have the same, so to speak, compassion on the father as the father does on the son. Which is a tremendous insight into people, but that's uh, what the Gemara says. And now based on that, um, David is giving a veiled Musa to Shaul. And he's saying, Obi, I call you my father. Re'ei, and, and that is, what would you have done had it been the other way around? 
if I would have been at your mercy and you had the opportunity to kill me, what would you have done? And now, Gamra A, and notice what I did. In other words, even if I consider was his father in law, even if I consider you to be a father figure, you wouldn't have acted like the father's meant to act. You would have used the opportunity to kill me. So notice the difference. Notice that in this case, like the roles are reversed. Yeah. I didn't I didn't take the opportunity to kill you, whereas you would have used the opportunity to kill me. And that's what he says to him. You can see that I didn't mean to harm you. And if, therefore, and you meant, you are, you are intended to harm me. Okay, so that's the, the first part of David's speech. Now that we're going to see David's speech becomes much more aggressive, we're going to call it like that. It has more change. It was a good message. It says, Yishwa Tashem ben Yevanecha. Hashem should judge between you and between you. And the Komani Hashem Yemelecha. Hashem should avenge me from you. I'm not going to be the one to raise a hand to you. In other words, it's not that I forgive you, and it's not that I don't think you deserve to get punished, but it's not going to be me. I, I'm, I, I'd much rather Hashem punishes you than I should be the one to punish you. Like the original saying used to go, that uh, the Rishayim, from them comes out evil, and therefore the Yadilati Yabach. What's this Mashallah Kadmani is referring to? What's this original, uh, so to speak, saying that there was, that Rishayim calls Rasha? This is talking, the Malvin says, it's going back right to the very beginning of Rasha's Parashas. If you remember, Cain killed Hevel. And Hashem tells Cain, you're, going, you're killed another human being, you're going to get killed. Hashem is willing to push it off even for seven generations. But the Xerah is that a murderer gets killed, and therefore Hashem tells Kaim, you're going to get killed. And now we see it took seven generations, and Kaim's seventh generation descendant, Lamech, was the one who actually killed him. Does that mean that Lamech was a Tzadik? And the answer is no. It was, the, it was considered the uh, Rishus on Lamech's part also, that he killed another person too. Even though it was predicted, and even though it wasn't planned, but still, Mereshayim Yetziresh. And that's the Gemara says the famous expression, which means that Vashem causes bad to happen it's, uh, through, the, through somebody who he uses to cause bad things. And therefore, it's not a schus to be the one who's chosen to carry out the crime, even if it's what Hashem wanted to happen. And when the Gemara also says, this is the Torah, which Rashi says is talking about over here, and that is the Pasuk. That you have two people, and Hashem organizes that the one should accidentally kill the other one. Whatever the case might be, it might be an accident, but Hashem, so to speak, set up that accident to happen. And even though his intention was, like the Gemara says, that the person who died deserved to get killed, and he was killed, but, and like the process of Hashem in the other, Hashem brought it to bat, that somebody else would be the one who would cause that one, that the one, the, other, the person Hashem wanted to die to die. But nevertheless, you don't, the one who caused it has to go to the goddess. Why? Because a certain, there's a certain level of being a Russia if Hashem is using a person to do bad things. Uh, it's like uh, Hashem would use a tzadik to bring about good things. So in some sense, Hashem uses the Russians to cause bad things. And therefore, David was saying to, uh, to Shaul, and that is that... So David first is saying to Shaul, and uh, he said that... Uh, for me to punish it, even if I think he deserves to be punished, I won't do it. Because I don't want to be the one who's going to be the source of punishment. Uh, and that's why he repeats, I'm not going to be the one to inflict damage on you. And then again, there's an implied... Uh, Mark. Right. The guy died because he's going to die. 
Right. Once again, it's a veiled muscle to show. And that is, just like I, I take that policy, and that is, I don't want to be the evil do. I don't really want to cause damage, even if you deserve it. You should also think the same way. And that is, if you think that I deserve to be punished, so why do you want to be the one to do it? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to be the one to carry out the punishment? The same replies to you, Mereshaim Yetzirah. Mereshaim caused bad things. And therefore, don't be the one to be involved. And there was a second, uh, so to speak, veiled illusion that Shal was meant to pick up on. And those are like, I'm not going to be the one to, to dirty my hands with, with, with murder, even if it's deserved. And, and again, in third references, I'm sure what about you. But isn't that the king's job? Sorry? Isn't that the king's job? So that's what David said beforehand. He says, you first, yeah, I showed you that I'm not trying to kill you. And now even if you think I deserve to die for some other reason, I'm not a threat to you, so you don't know, want to kill me. If I was a threat and the person's defending himself, it's a different story. But now you say I'm not a threat to you. So it's just a question of, you feel for some other reason that you want to kill me. So then, if it's not justified, then, then leave it up to Hashem. You should be the one to do it. The king's jurisdiction is only when it's affecting him or his monarchy. Right. right. And if but he's not doing that. But isn't there a claim that he's, he's trying to get the monarchy? That, uh, what David says, Hashem should judge us. Hashem should judge us and uh, Hashem should avenge me from you. Uh, then, why is David saying that? Like we asked before. So, let's see one more pasuk, and we'll see David says it for the second time. But first he goes back to what he says before. After who has the king of Israel gone out to, like, to try and fight? After who are you running? And it's two ways to understand this passage. We explain it in one of two ways. Just the translation first. Means after the dead dog. Is after one flea. And now something very small, something insignificant. So now, what's David referring to in this passage? So it doesn't for him that he was talking about himself. And therefore he's saying that I'm insignificant. Why, why are you chasing me? As if I was this major threat to you. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm insignificant, and therefore there's no reason for you to to use the whole Jewish army to try and catch me. That's the that's the one uh, the one way of explaining it. Pasuk, Dak and Mashmas. The Targum is like that as well. And the question is, if that's the case, why was David why was David adding by saying this? He already said you're chasing me for nothing. He already said that it's a, it's not a it's, it's not there's no reason for it. So what what does Pasuk add? Uh, that's a, it's, uh, the, another way of some partially famous Pasuk as well in a completely different way and the, they explain the Pasuk that Dov was talking about himself Dov is talking is uh, Shal, who are you taking advice from? so based on who did you go and chase me? And he's referring to Dov, not himself and he said uh, uh, because of whose advice did you decide to go and chase me? Like who set you against me? What made you go and chase me? Achrimi. That's what I'm asking. And as Achrimi, like we said, Achar Ishta means he went after her advice. So Achrimi, Matthias, and Israel is on whose council did you decide to go out and fight with me? Who was on whose advice did you decide to chase me? Like we told you that was your enemy. In other words, you, you gave too much importance or too much value to the advice of Dave, who, who was the one who set you up that I'm your enemy and I'm trying to punish you. And he's a kid of mace. He has uh, the, the Russian of for, used for a Russia. 
that, that he deserves to die like himself. Why? Because of what he did to Nabi Nathani. And therefore, according to that, that doesn't question. What David is saying is that uh, your information was wrong. It was not only a threat, but you, you shouldn't have listened to David uh, to, to be the one to, um, so to speak, incriminate me. And the second point, after one flea, who was he talking about? He was talking about the people of Zephim that we saw before. They came to Shal and they said, we're going to go look around the mountains to find David. And uh, that's the idea of a parish. A parish is like a flea. And it's like a flea that goes from place to place. It doesn't, uh, it's hard to catch it. So he, he calls the Zephim like a, a flea. Like they were the ones who were, like, went around around looking for me. So he said, why did you listen to their advice? Okay, the two different interpretations how to read the Vasuk. Hashem will be the judge and he'll he'll decide between me and you. And he'll save me, so to speak, in judgment from your hands. So this is the second time that we goes back to this idea. And that is, Hashem will decide between us and Hashem will vindicate me and punish you. Like we said before, we have to explain now, why was this, first, why do we need to add this? And why didn't it change the whole so to speak, the whole tone he was trying to say, and say, Shalom, you know, you see that I'm, I'm not your enemy, you see that I'm not doing anything to harm you, and then at the same time he's going to say, Brahab Hashem punishes you. Why would that put as part of the same drasha? So what's David trying to say about that? So there's two points for David said. Both in the first time he said the passing of Pasuk is based, and again the Pasuk is far. And you see both times there's, there's two parts to the, what he says. One is Hashem should judge between us. In, it says, first, Mishmar Hashem Be'niyo Be'necho, and then again here, Beshafat Be'niyo Be'necho. He should judge between us. Now, why is it important? Because the one thing David wants is that he feels Shaul is, has a wrong impression of him. The question is, who's going to convince Shaul of that? Who's going to be the higher authority that Shaul will listen to? Right, Shaul's the king. Shaul's not of his mind. And so who, who's going to be able to, so to speak, to, to, to this, determine who's right and who's wrong. And that's about times he says, Hashem should judge between us, because let him be the one to decide who's right and who's wrong. Because uh, the first thing David wanted was that, uh, so to speak, that he shouldn't be seen as being the guilty party here, the one who was doing bad. And that's why he says, Hashem should judge between us, and he's the one who's going to, let, let, let him be the one to decide if I'm right or I'm wrong. And obviously the question is, how is Hashem going to decide that? Or at least, no, no, Hashem is going to decide that. But uh, how is Hashem going to show his decision? How is Hashem going to show his decision? So the obvious way to show his decision is to save David. Because HaKadosh Baruch is going to protect the person who is wrongly pursued. Like we know, that's the mid Hashem has. If a person is wrongly pursued, Hashem stands up for them. So David is saying to Shal, Hashem should judge between us and decide his right and his wrong. And by doing so, then Hashem will, if I decide I'm right, then he'll, he'll protect me from you. And what did David gain by saying that? It's, it's very simple. Uh, Shaul has made up his mind, I'm going to chase David whatever happens. And I'm going to catch David. I'm going to kill David. So then what, what can David say in his own defense? The only thing he can say is that let Hashem decide if I deserve it or not. And if, I don't, if nothing happens to me, let Hashem decide I don't deserve to be punished. And hopefully Shaul will understand that too. That if he's not being successful, it's because Hashem has decided that um, that he, he's not meant to be successful and that is really right. That's the one point. The second point, when the command Hashem, Hashem should take revenge on me from you. 
This isn't just Hashem should judge us, but uh, rather Hashem should take revenge. And something he says in the second post, like also, Hashem should fight my fight. In other words, there was, besides just saying Hashem should judge who's right between us, there was a certain sense of injustice David felt. And then he said, Hashem should, uh, Hashem should defend me. Now, what, what reasons, so to speak, could David have for feeling that Shaul had wronged him and that he wants Hashem to avenge him? So there are a number of things which, which, could, uh, which could be reasons for this. The first one, the first one is, remember, David had, had been anointed one day to be king of Israel. Until the soul story, David had a reputation as being the, like we said, the one who was always the one who saved Israel. He was a successful general, he had killed Goliath, he, um, he had won a claim from all over. And, like we saw, part of being a king is acceptance of the nation. Accepting. The acceptance of the nation, they have to accept him as a king. So David had, had, had the road, so to speak, to the monarchy open to him. He had been extremely successful, he was well liked, like the Pastor says, by everybody. And now, the, David is now a fugitive, and Shaul has turned the entire Jewish army against him. So David can rightly feel that uh, you've ruined my reputation. You've, you've painted me as the criminal, as the, as, the, you know, as the rebel, as the one that the whole Jewish people turned against. So you basically, whereas previously, uh, David was well liked and popular by Klai Yisrael, now Shaul's ruined that. And then he says, that Hashem, should, Hashem should take revenge for that. Hashem should take revenge for that. That would be one thing which, for sure, uh, David would, would feel that uh, Shaul had ruined, so to speak, and his, his acceptance by Klai Yisrael. That's another thing as well. And that is, I don't know what had in mind, but there was definitely another reason why David would have times in Shaul, and that was he took his wife away. Shaul's daughter Michal was married to David, and uh, Shaul took her away from David and gave it to somebody else. Uh, now, the other person, Palti Benayish, was a tzaddik who wouldn't touch her, because he knew she was the Ishish, but David didn't know that. As far as David was concerned, Shaul had taken his wife. Uh, so there's another reason David would have to say that I have a personal, so to speak, uh, a complaint against Hashem should fight, fight for me. And there's another thing also which we have to say to Nach also. And that is that eventually, when David has to decide he has to leave Eretz Yisrael because he can't stand anymore, it's too dangerous to be in Hashem. So he says, a puzzle like this, because you, you've chased me out, Mr. Peach, with Nach Hashem. You've chased me out of being able to live in the Nach Hashem. Which means, the fact that David was now on the fugitive and on the run the whole time and to defend himself. So, this is an interesting point. And that is, there's other elements here too. And that is, life is valuable. And now that David, instead of doing what he wants to do, the entire Torah to him, whatever it was that David would have spent his time doing, I don't have to spend my time hiding in caves and running away from you, uh, whether you catch me or not. Hashem can decide if I deserve to be caught. Mm-hmm. But one thing for sure, and that is, the time you took from me, that can't be given back. And then he says, that, 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 that I want Hashem to judge you for. That clearly, that what, what you made me lose out by this whole, uh, this whole uh, chase and this, the, all this, the, the, the tsar that you put me through to chase me, so that caused me to lose Mr. Be'ach and Nachas Hashem. We were able to, to spend my time as uh, one would want to, getting closer to Hashem. And that, that David Tashal, and that Hashem should see and be Yarim Israel, should fight my fight. I just go for a question. Uh, nobody could hurt somebody else, only Hashem. 
Right. So why is to be angry at Shaul for taking away his, his freedom? It's, it's a sham that did it. Uh, that's always a question. Why, why does any sinner get punished? At the end of the day, Hashem has to allow it to happen. Well, not, we're not talking about punishment. Well, why is David blaming Shaul? David's blaming Shaul because he's one, like you said, Mirashai and Yetzirashai. He's an agent of But Mirashai and Yetzirashai. Uh, no, but if it was Russia. coming to him, somebody else would be doing it. Okay, but firstly, David Hilder wasn't coming to him. That's what Tobi kept saying. Hashem should judge if I'm right or I'm wrong. And if I'm right, I don't deserve it. And even if it's for some reason predicted that it's meant to happen, but like the Marshall says, bad things happen through bad people. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, if you're the one who's causing it, then there's not something with you. I have a time on you. Project Tessa, you know, question of Bahaya, David is saying, Bahaya Hashem Ledayan, and Vashafa between us, and, and then he says, first he says it should be a judge between us, but at the same time, he says, Vyarevez uh, Revivi, Hashem should plead my case. Fact, my fact. It should be a judge and then also be my uh, my lawyer. That's what, that's what we said. There's two different things. First, thing David said, Vashafa ben Yobaynecha, is let Hashem determine his right. No one else is going to listen to anyone else. Let Hashem mm-hmm. be the one to determine his right. And David's convinced he's right. It's not like he was so big about it. He wasn't in that. He said, let Hashem show that I'm right. Mm-hmm. And the second point is, if because of, and therefore if I'm right, then I have a grievance against you. And therefore Hashem should fight my fight. Hashem should be the one to, so to speak, avenge me for oh, the damage okay. of causing. Right. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's, uh... You're not, that doesn't mean then plead my case no. in court. 